Hi, Lance Meikle, Founder and Managing Director of Generational, your pathway to wealth, health, and leaving a legacy. You're listening to the Family Office with Lance Meikle podcast, the podcast for those that are seeking a way of living that is healthier, enables you to be wealthier, and live your life whilst leaving behind a legacy. On this podcast, you're going to hear from people that understand the results of collaboration, synergies, wealth, and freedom that only a family office can produce. Family offices are the only entity that unites families and implements intergenerational wealth transfer and purpose, and Generational is the out-in-front leader to assist you. In the podcast, I'll make sure you have all the resources you need to move forward to having wealth, health, and leaving a legacy. So to get started, go to our website, genmfo.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O.com, where you'll get heaps of free insights, you can request a free e-guide to get answers to all of your questions, and while on the website, visit our YouTube channel and watch our videos. For more amazing episodes, go to genmfo.podbean.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O.podbean.com, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast or your favourite podcast app. If you want to join our community and gain access to the patriarchs and matriarchs that I work with around the world, subscribe to my podcast. In the short term, if you wish to get started straight away, contact me personally via LinkedIn so we can get started. Philanthropy in Australia. One of the wonderful vehicles options that exist in Australia is a structure called a PAF, which is a private ancillary fund. A private ancillary fund, it's a trust, it's a fund for businesses, families and individuals, and it's set up under the Taxation Administration Private Ancillary Fund Guidelines 2019. The trust fund, it's controlled by a company, so it's got a corporate trustee, usually with family members as directors, but the quirky thing is, with a PAF, is that at least one independent director has to be a responsible person. And that is somebody with a degree of responsibility in the community. So typically that would be your lawyers, accountants, doctors, uh, people like myself who are uh, non-executive directors of our uh, Australian Institute of Company Directors. And there are some other um, slight qualifications for that responsible person position. A private ancillary fund, it's a type of charitable trust. It offers an effective and strategic way to manage your philanthropy. You donate the money into your PAF, you receive an immediate tax deduction and use the money put aside to give to the charities of your choice each year. So it's quite flexible. And you or your investment advisor invest the capital. So again, at Generational, we're in a unique position where uh, we're able to provide um, the responsible person independent director um, solution along with being able to manage the investments for the PAF. So to establish a private ancillary fund um, with deductible gift recipient status, which is typically what most donors are seeking, you need to create a trust that is a private ancillary fund, that's a private AF, obtain an Australian business number, ABN, and get endorsement as a deductible gift recipient from the ATO. So why use a PAF? Well, a PAF suitable for someone where Uh, For example, they wish to keep on giving after their death. They want a structured way to involve their children or family in giving, so very much a legacy play, uh, educational uh, purposes as well. 
Uh, they've recently disposed of an asset and wish to gain a tax deduction in the year of sale. So note, keeping in mind that once a gift is made to the trust, it can't be revoked. Or another example would be if uh, they wish to devote a considerable amount of time to, the, to philanthropy um, in the future. So numerous reasons as to why you would look at using a PAF. Some PAFs are also exempt from tax on income earned. Most are. To be exempt, the PAF must be registered with the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission, known as ACNC, as a charity and endorsed by the ATO to receive charity tax concessions. Uh, Endorsements from the ATO can be obtained at the same time as registering the fund with the ACNC, and this exemption uh, may make using the PAF an attractive vehicle for accumulating assets for philanthropic purposes, and generally that's the case. All PAFs are regulated by the ACNC and they must adhere to the Private Ancillary Fund Guidelines 2019. In addition, PAFs need to apply for endorsement as a tax concession charity from the ATO and are subject to the relevant income tax laws and requirements of the relevant state trustee legislation and or territories. So the guidelines cover a broad range of matters ranging from things like the purpose of the trust to the administration requirements of the trust and they include that the PAF must be set up and run from Australia solely to benefit other deductible gift recipients, that is charities for example. A PAF must be a not-for-profit entity. So any surplus made by the PAF must be directed towards carrying on the entity's purpose or purposes. The trustee has an obligation to exercise appropriate care and skill in managing the PAF. A PAF must generally distribute, and this is the critical part of understanding the pros and cons of a PAF from a, let's call it a uh, risk-reward, retention, timing, tax-effectiveness perspective. The PAF must generally distribute a minimum of 5% of the PAF's assets that's the balance as at 30th of June the previous year. Two deductible, deductible gift recipients each and every year. So in almost every case, there's a minimum of 5% of the fund, the, the fund's assets, PAF's assets, from 30th of, balances 30th of June the previous year. And they have to be distributed to deductible gift recipients each year. If the PAF's expenses are met from the PAF's assets, which is normally the case, not always, but normally the case, the distribution must be the greater of $11,000 or the remainder of the fund and 5% of assets. In limited circumstances, a PAF may apply to the ATO to have the minimum amount reduced for a financial year. In my experience, that is very, very rare because it, it really defeats the purpose of of what the donors are trying to achieve. However, it is an option. Uh, The trustee uh, has to prepare an investment strategy in relation to the fund's assets. Investment restrictions do apply. So for example, a PAF are generally prohibited from borrowing and investing in collectibles. Investments must be made at arm's length and the trustee cannot give a security over an asset of the fund. In addition, and this is a big one, I get asked this question all the time, Can a PAF run a business? The answer is no. A PAF cannot seek donations from the public and cannot accept donations totaling more than 20% of the value of the fund 
at the previous 30 June from people other than the founder, relatives, associates, or employees of the founder, as well as their estates. So it's very prescriptive as to what can and can't be done. It's not uh, gray, you know, gray areas. It's very much prescriptive black and white uh, structure, and hence the uh, incredible tax effectiveness that uh, that applies. So the responsible person, um, the corporate trustee of each path must have at least one independent director. So let's go over that. Must be at least one, two's preferable, but at least one independent director who is a responsible person. So that person must be actively involved in the decision-making of the fund. So they can't be a notional entry, someone from offshore, non-resident, not involved, not engaged, um, and must be actively involved in the decision-making of the fund. They cannot, that independent, uh, responsible person cannot be a founder, a donor who has contributed more than $10,000, or a relative or other associate of a founder or such a donor, or an employer or agent of a founder or donor, unless written consent is provided by the ATO. And again, very unusual, very limited circumstances does that apply. I've never seen it. So individuals with a degree of responsibility to the community as a whole are generally known as the responsible persons. So they generally include, as I've outlined, they include people well known to a broad section of the community as a result of their employment or belonging to a professional body. So where a PAF does not have a responsible person, it cannot make any decisions until such a person is appointed. So I, Lance Meekle, I qualify as a responsible person. That enables me to be the independent director of your PAF, uh, corporate trustee, together with being a certified financial planner professional, I can manage the PAF's investments. A general guidance that I use and pretty well accepted across the sector in Australia is a minimum of $1 million for an initial donation. If you want my help in any way, shape or form, go to genmfo.com. That's G-E-N-M-F-O.com and interact. Please share this episode with anyone you care about so that they, like you, can have a pathway to wealth, health and a legacy. Please leave an episode review at genmfo.podbean.com, Apple or Google Podcasts or your favourite podcast app and subscribe to not miss out on my latest episodes. Until my next episode, remember, if a pathway to wealth, health and a legacy is what you seek, generational is where you start. Thanks for listening.